Thank you. You may be seated. People have told me uh, a lot of stories about Ron in the last few days. And uh, we as a family have uh, told a lot of stories about Ron. <laughs> Laughed at his goofiness. And uh, I think I mentioned a while ago that when he hit his head, we assumed that was the one place he could fall and be safe because he's so hard-headed. Uh, the uh, one of the hospital staff who was present when they drilled the hole in his skull confirmed that was the thickest skull he had ever seen, and uh, I, uh, it didn't surprise me any, quite honestly. But uh, at any rate, uh, Ron learned a lot when we were growing up from mom and dad. I wish he had learned a little more from me. Wish I'd had more to teach him. But uh, but he learned a lot from from our parents, and uh, he exhibited. Those things that he learned, he would say, Randy, you can learn from mistakes of others. You can learn from your own mistakes. Uh, no, you can, you can learn from your own mistakes or you can learn from the mistakes of others. The wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Oh, well, that's pretty good, you know. So how come he didn't pay closer attention? Uh, no, actually, uh, he did pay very close attention. But the two, the two things that, uh, that Ron exhibited most in his life was he loved God. Amen. He loved God. He worked in the prosecuting attorney's office for a number of years as the victim witness coordinator. And so when people uh, had, a, had a problem that they wanted uh, the prosecutor to take care of, they would come and, and tell the problem to Ron. Or if somebody uh, was a, a witness to a terrible crime, uh, Ron would interview them first and, and then pass them on to the lawyers that were prosecuting the case. And he would come home, and uh, he and I would be uh, doing something together, and, and he, he couldn't carry all that burden. Uh, and he knew he couldn't talk to anybody else because it was told to him in confidence. He had to be very careful what he said. And, uh, but he knew as a pastor, I couldn't repeat anything he said, and so he uh, I would help bear his burden. But he said one time, he said, you know, Randy, the wages of sin is death. But getting there can be incredibly hard because of sin. And sometimes it looks like death might be an escape because of the things that people find themselves in as a result of sin. Through that experience and other experiences, Ron learned to love God with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his mind. He was constantly praising God and thanking God. The only things that distracted him is if you started to throw away something that belonged to him. <laughs> Didn't matter if it's junk or not. Oh, my goodness, you know. And you all know the difference between stuff and junk. Stuff is the junk you keep. Junk is the stuff you throw away. Okay. Well, Ron's got 
loads and loads of stuff that's fixing to become junk. <laughs> and the family's going to have to clean it all up. But uh, I was just Ron. So when he wasn't distracted by somebody messing with his junk, I mean stuff, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he was always looking to, to give glory to God. And then Jesus said, the second commandment is likened to it. And this is the, the one that people notice the most in his life. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And Ron thought everybody was his neighbor. And he learned that in Luke chapter 10, verse 25, where it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? He answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. By chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite. Uh, uh, well, if they'd been Baptists instead of Jews, it would have been, it would have been a deacon. Or a Sunday school teacher. Seriously. The Levites were men who served in the temple, but they weren't priests. And when he was at the place, likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and he passed by on the other side. So he, he came close and looked. Oh, wow, man. Why do they let bloody, beat-up people lay on the side of the road like that? Somebody ought to do something. And he went on. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, that's two days' wage, gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Now which of these, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? The lawyer answered, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Go and do thou likewise. And that's, those are the two things that, that personified Ron's life. He loved God and he loved his neighbor. And uh, he didn't call everybody neighbor like I do because he remembers everybody's name. <laughs> but, uh, but he considered everybody his neighbor. You know, uh, we, were, uh, we were talking to the family yesterday. How many people thought Ron was their best friend? Okay, now in reality, how many of those people was Ron their best friend? All of them. I mean, that's just the way he was. He gave 100% of himself. Folks needed something. Ron tried to meet the need. Tried to take care of them. 
I'm fixing to quit. This is not a long message. But I've got to tell you this. Ron learned from Dad to love people and use things. Most of us use people and love things. That's exactly backwards. Love people. Use things. Don't love things and use people. He learned from mom, if you'll take care of God's business, he will take care of your business. And we get so wrapped up taking care of our business, we don't have time for God's business. We're, we're wondering how we're going to make it to the end of the week or to the end of the month or, or, or how are we going to pay this bill or how are we going to pay that bill? When the Scripture says that if we give God what is owed to God, He rebukes the devourer on our behalf. And somehow, never has it been explained to me how He does it. I've watched Him do it over and over again. I still don't understand it. But he'll take 90% and stretch it to not just 100%. He'll stretch it to 110% sometimes. Sometimes way past that. I guess since he is the creator, he just creates opportunities to bless us. And when we give him his 10%, whoa, he starts taking care of our business. But he does that especially for those who know him as personal Savior. Lots and lots of people in the world who plan on going to heaven. And they plan on going to heaven because they're trying to live a good life and they're trying to, uh, to keep the Ten Commandments, though they can't name but two or three of them. Uh, and they're, you know... How do you know you're keeping them if you don't remember what they are? And they're, you know, and they're, they're trying to do their best. Oh, I hear that so much. And yet, the Apostle Paul wrote to Titus, it is not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to God's mercy, He saves us. And Ephesians, he, he wrote to the church of Ephesus, and he says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. If anybody had a right to boast, Ron might, you know. I mean, there's a whole long list of people he loaned money to over the years. Whole long list of people that he gave stuff to over the years. Whole long list of people that he counseled with late in the night. Throughout the day, and people who were... Uh, who were deeply burdened. Tonight, there's supposed to be a young couple in the service. They couldn't come this morning. There's supposed to be a couple in the service that, uh, I mean, the guy's life was in shambles. I just, I mean, nothing was working for him. And he called Ron and, and, uh, and talked to Ron. Ron met him for coffee or soda or something. Ron didn't drink coffee. And so Ron may have had water. I don't know what the other guy had. But Ron met with him, and he said, you know what the problem is? The guy said, no, I'm hoping you can help me. Ron said, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. All these other things that look like problems to you are nothing compared to the fact that if you don't trust Jesus, you're going to die and go to hell. 
So this guy comes to church with Ron. Two, three times. About the third time he comes, he walks up here and says, Brother Randy, I've I got to get saved. Wow. That's so cool when that dawns on people. <laughs> you know? Jesus is the answer. Ron wanted everybody to know that. That's how you get saved. Through faith in Jesus Christ. It's not of works. It's not how good we are or how good we try to be. It's trusting Jesus. Because He's the one that paid for our sin. He's the one that died on the cross for us. Ron would want everybody to quit thinking they're going to heaven because of how good they are and start trusting Jesus. Put their faith and trust in Him and then be obedient to Him. You know why Ron was so good to people? Because he was going to heaven. Not so he could get there. You know? And, and, and people try to, try to be good to their neighbors and they try to keep Ten Commandments and all this and, and, and they, they think, you know, maybe, maybe I can be good enough to make it someday. Man, that's exactly backwards. You don't work to go to heaven. You trust Christ, and then you want, once you know you're going to heaven, then you work to please Him. A, a, a gesture of gratitude. The other night I got up from the supper table. Meatloaf, good meatloaf. You know, I've had meatloaf, too many vegetables in it. <clears throat> Especially Living Springs Camp. Oh, my goodness. You know, we call it veggie loaf. <laughs> Whatever leftovers were in the refrigerator seemed to go into the meatloaf. Ooh. And you can't put enough ketchup on that to make it tasty. <laughs> but we, we had meatloaf, and, then we, and we had green beans, and we had uh, something good. Oh, garlic noodles. Mm, I love garlic noodles. And especially with that butter, slimy butter all over it, you know. Mm. Yeah, and you, and you, don't have to, you don't have to chew Chew those noodles. You you do try to chew them because you get more flavor out of them, but uh, but you don't really have to because with all that butter on them, they just slide down. <laughs> and, and and after that, I got up and cleared the table, took the dishes in, scraped what little leftovers there were into the trash, and then I put them in the dishwasher. I got the the little whatever cake thing it is that you put in the dishwasher detergent. That's that's it. And I put it in and I closed the door and I. Turn on the dishwasher. Why? Well, because I'm such a wonderful guy. No, I did it because I didn't have to cook supper. You know, I did it out of gratitude because somebody else had fixed it. I wanted to show them how much I appreciate it. That's why I'm nice to people. That's why I love people. That's why I try to help people because I'm going to heaven someday. And you can't get saved for anybody else. Okay? There is a, a religion that teaches that. You can get baptized for somebody else and, they'll, and then they'll go to heaven. That's not true. You know? Not true at all. But you can influence them. And you can share the gospel with them. And you can 
take them by the hand and bring them to Christ. And then they get saved and they're going too. And then when you pass away or they pass away, you walk up to the casket and you look down in their face. And Usually we say something stupid like, doesn't he look natural? <laughs> no. Sometimes he looks like he's asleep. But uh, Ron won't look like he's asleep, I promise, because he's going to have his mouth closed. Yeah. <laughs> he always slept with his mouth open. Uh, just in case he had to say something quickly. <laughs> but uh, you won't have to say bye either. You can say, I'll see you later. And I don't want to have to say goodbye to anybody in this auditorium this morning. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to tell you the truth. The truth is that God loved you so much that he sent his son to this world and allowed him to go to the cross of Calvary and be crucified. And he took your sin in his own body. And he died, shed his precious blood in your place, suffered the penalty of death for you. So that if you'll ask him to, he can forgive you and save you from the penalty of sin. And then when you draw your last breath here, you'll draw your first breath in heaven and they will celebrate you home. Let's bow together in prayer. Standing quietly to our feet. Father, Without Jesus, death would overwhelm us and separate us from you forever. And quite honestly, everything I enjoy is a gift from you. All I can do is praise your name that you loved us so much. And Father, there's, there's one here this morning that doesn't know for certain they're going to heaven have not put all of their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. They're counting on some other things. Dear Lord, I ask you this morning to show them the truth of your word that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And allow them to do that this morning. In just a few moments as we sing the invitation, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come. Help everyone who needs to come to step out and come as we sing. Because we don't have to change our lives in order to get saved. We come to you, get saved, and then allow you to change us. I am so grateful for that. Lord, bless this invitation time according to your will and for your own glory. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen.